4.15 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Hey, I need to remind you about the Results Radio Hurricane Relief Drive for help. We need your help collecting new clothes, new home goods, toiletries, and pet food and supplies. All donations will be taken to Houston to help the victims of Hurricane Harvey. Drop-off locations include Avera Health Hospital, I'm sorry, Avera Heart Hospital, Sanford Pentagon, Audio Playground, Shenanigans, Young and Richards, Flowers, Firehouse Subs, Sioux Falls Ag Center, and Pet Clinic. Results Radio right here at 5100 South Tennis Lane. A very special thanks to Johnson Feed, Inc. for transporting the items. Find more on our website at ksol.com. Uh, that's a big deal. We've been taking truckloads of stuff out uh, of the studio here, and you can bring them in until Saturday. Saturday is the deadline for that, so you're going to want to get on board. Uh, so Jonathan Ellis is here. He is, of course, the uh, he is a columnist and reporter at Argus Leader Media. And uh, let's get right into it, man. This uh, I've been talking about uh, city government all dang day. So um, we've got a, like an election coming up here in April, and right now there's like 47 people. In the field, is that? Am I? It's, I might be a little high. You're maybe a little, little high. Maybe slightly south of that, but it, it actually is just kind of getting to be a little. Okay, I mean, I, mean, I, I guess I judge things how how races were, you know, several years ago or mm-hmm. you know a decade or more ago, in which if you're running for mayor, you might kind of announce in December, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that the election is in April. Um, if there's a runoff, it's typically then later in April. Um, so there's only a few months of campaigning, and it seems like in 2010 that maybe started to change where you started to get candidates announcing kind of in the summertime, the summer before the election. And uh, that's kind of what ha- obviously happened this time. Uh, we had people announcing, I think, in the spring, uh, if I recall, Jim Eneman announced. Yep. Uh, so now we've got, I, I don't know, more than a half dozen people who have announced to run for mayor. Now we're starting to get city council candidates. And, again, you didn't get people running for city council until – December, January, you know, the petitions weren't due until March. And so it was, you know, it's just something you can wake up one morning and decide, oh, I'm going to go get petitions. Because you only need like 200. You don't need a ton of, yeah, you don't need a ton of petitions to do it. And so, um, but now, just now we've got, uh, you know, probably getting close to about a half dozen or so people who are contemplating or have announced or or planning to announce to run for city council. I mean, and then we're only in September I mean, yeah. it's, or we're, you know, it's, so it's a, it's a ways out for a city municipal election. So there's eight people who are running for mayor. Um, Jolene Letcher announced last week, surprise some people. Um, then uh, you've got your Paul Tenhaken, Enneman, Greg Jamison, Kenny Anderson Jr., Nick Weiland, uh, the guy whose name I can't pronounce. and Zakaitis. Zakaitis. We just got to get that recorded. Dan just saying Zakaitis because I can never say his name. And then uh, Wood, is that his name? Wood. Uh, Mike Gunn. Gunn, sorry, Mike Gunn. So there's a, a quite a list, but obviously the top of that uh, is quite an interesting group of folks. Um, early thoughts on the mix of candidates and what that might mean for people getting into a runoff. It's not unlike some some mixes that we've seen in other open elections like that, typically where you're going to get a lot of people. And, and I'm going to include the 2006 Mayor Munson re-election because initially he had not announced that he was not going to re- right. re- run for office, uh, which encouraged a lot of people to jump into that race. Um, so you have a lot of people, and, and, and you have a, a combination of some city, uh, you know, city council type uh, city people who have already been elected, the Jim Ennemans, the Kenny Anderson Juniors, the Greg Jamison, who's gone on now to the state legislature as well. 
Um, that's a, that's a common mix that you'll see uh, in a city council, and then you see the people who are kind of the outsiders, uh, the Paul Ten Hankin, uh, Jolene Letcher. Um, so it's an interesting mix. That's the kind of mix you typically see. And historically, it's the outsider who kind of comes in and wins the race. You know, the Mike Huther who came mm-hmm. in from the banking industry. The Dave Munson who was uh, the uh, uh, Citibank guy who had been in the legislature. And you know Gary Hansen, of course, was the first strong mayor. He did come from the commission, but um, you know he there has not been a city councilor, yeah, elected mayor. That's true, and many have tried, and many have failed. Many have tried. That is correct. Um, so, what do you make of Paul Tenhaken? Uh, this is an interesting cat because he does come from out, does no government experience that I can tell. He's worked for some political candidates. He's worked for political candidates. He is, uh, I think, from in talking to some of establishment Republicans, they seem to be um, optimistic about his campaign, um, which is interesting because, of course, Greg Jamison is, is a Republican as well. Also has done work for a lot of Republicans. Also has done work for a lot of Republicans. So, you know, is this a situation much like in 2010 where there, there were several, you know, Republican, at least three strong Republican candidates that split the Republican vote. And again, these are nonpartisan elections, but mm-hmm. yeah, wink, wink, you know, there, there, there are a lot of people who vote based on what, you know, what they're told in terms of party affiliation. 2010, um, you had Mike Huther, who was not, of course, running as a Democrat, but um, all the Democrats were supporting him. There was a concerted effort by the Democratic Party to get him elected, and it ended up working, um, where Republicans, you know, uh, ended up splitting their votes amongst several candidates. We're here with Jonathan Ellis. He is a reporter and columnist for Argus Leader Media in Sioux Falls and covers a lot of different stuff. But uh, uh, you you covered City Hall for as a reporter, straight up beat reporter for how long? You know, a few years. A few years. That's the first job I had at the Argus Leader. And it was then, a few years there. But you still have written a lot of columns about city government. You still get to write those types of things. Sure, um, I do. And you had one this week. So, But we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, so the, you've got those guys at the top and Jolene, let you put Jolene Letcher in the early upper half. I do. I do. She's been in the community a lot uh, for a while. Um, kind of a visible person. She's not, you know, not only as a TV reporter, but then she was in public affairs. I mean, so, you know, she's a small businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do put her up there. I, I think she's an interesting candidate and offers kind of some, you know, um, probably some unique perspectives in this race that you're not going to get maybe from the other candidates. I mean, it's still very early, but I, I think that she's kind of a, uh, a wild card in this mix. You know, um, kind of a dark horse in this and uh, a power behind the scenes is Steve Hildebrand. And he was on this program saying he was thinking about it. I haven't heard. I haven't had a chance to ask him lately whether he's still thinking about running, but it would seem to me that if he wants to get behind somebody, that would really help them out. So far, I don't see anybody in this field. Maybe Jolene. I don't know who would be a natural fit with Steve Hildebrand. His issues about uh, poverty and um, you know social justice issues, but he's an organizer and he's uh, he's good at what he does. If he wants to get behind it, but do you see him lining up with any of these guys? 
you know, it's that's interesting because um, you know local politics sometimes makes strange bedfellows, right? And you saw Paul Ten Hankin, and I'm not trying to imply that there's any, but you saw Paul Ten Hankin and uh, talk about some of the same issues, poverty, and those things that that's, that are, are dear to Steve Hildebrand's heart. Now, Paul Ten Hankin is a you know, Christian conservative Republican, but you know they're talking about some of the same issues. And if you recall that Steve Hildebrand, um, you know, was able to, you know, on the issue of uh, lending, um, you know, reach across the aisle and work with conservatives on that. And so, you know, speaking specifically with Steve Hickey, a mm-hmm. conservative pastor. Um, so I, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to link that, but I, I do say I, I do think that sometimes local politics. Um, you, you, um, it's not a necessarily Republican Democrat mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the issues. Yeah, it's very interesting race. Uh, I do think that the one of the interesting things about Ten Haken is the, uh, and I, I'm not being critical, the overt Christian themes, uh, not just in terms of what he believes, but in terms of the workplace. Um, it's it's in his mission statement of his business, Click Rain, and it's uh, when you watch. Uh, his support videos, it's something they talk about. And I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if that ultimately is, is good for a campaign because clearly you could get some organizational help or if it's going to be too much for some people. I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I don't have a good feel for that yet. I, I, I think it depends on how um, overt or how much of a presence that actually takes in a campaign. Um, I, because you can't do that in government you are much more limited in government that is correct you know i I think it's i think you you tapped in the right way i think it could be a benefit to that campaign i mean let's face it i mean this is a this is a city um compared to you know a lot of the rest of the country where a lot of people go to church and a lot of Mm -hmm. people take church you know seriously and and the morals that come from church and and, um would be very happy to be seeing leaders uh in city hall uh, who share that who share that kind of moral vision now is it is it something that if you were to run you know overtly as the you know the church candidate I don't know that that would help you but I think no just knowing f- that a lot of voters would think would be very comfortable uh, in Sioux Falls with um, somebody with that background it's something that he's going to have to address uh, because people are going to ask him questions about it there's no way around that and it just to me it depends a little bit about how he phrases it and what he says. And We'll see how that goes. I'm sure it'll come up. Well, hopefully it won't all come up till the campaign start in March. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing about this mayor's race is the last one in 2010, the one who's open seat, uh, and even in, I think, uh, 2014, um, was uh, a lot more money spent. It would seem that we're setting up to spend a lot of money in this campaign. Do you think that's true? I think that the potential is there, and and it's not a surprise. I mean, you know, I think every campaign is potentially going to be more expensive by virtue of inflation, by virtue of the fact that advertising gets more expensive. Um, but, you know, in the 2010 race, I think Mayor Huther probably, I'd have to go back and look, but probably spent about $180,000 just of his own money. Right. That's not money that you know, donors got. You know, I think uh, Pat Costello was over a hundred thousand dollars in my. So that that twenty ten race was very expensive. Um, Given, and, and I would not surprise me to see this one um, uh, exceed that. But again, you have to look at the media landscape now is eight years older. You know, and there mm-hmm. there were there were television ads. Uh, there are you know lots of you know lots of different media plays. So 
you know, is it, should we be shocked that there's that eight years later we're going to break a record potentially? No. I mean, I think that's just the nature of how, how campaigns work. We are going to come back right after the news with Mr. Dan Peters and uh, talk more just a little bit about the council and move on to some other city stuff before we start hitting up uh, the new bipartisan nature of President Donald Trump. That's all coming up here in a minute. The Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Main 